Are you looking for inspiration? In need of career guidance? Wondering what path successful people take? Listen up. I am Vibha Kagzi, CEO and founder of reachiv.com, a Harvard alumnus and the author of Break the MBA Code. I'm going to be your host on this weekly show called House of Experts, where you can get an insight into a wide range of career choices directly from industry stalwarts. So buckle up and get ready to take off. All right, everyone. Welcome to episode 41 of House of Experts. With me today is a very special guest, um, Yash Bariani, who has actually spent his early years in Greece, as I found out today, uh, making quite a wave in the Indian gaming circuit right now. Uh, Yash has done his undergraduate in the UK and then spent many years working with small startups where he picked up uh, lots of skills and then decided to take a deep dive into entrepreneurship uh, in a space that he was passionate about since he was a child. Um, So he's going to help us figure out the career of uh, gaming uh, by sharing his experiences, his highs and his lows. So without much ado, welcome to the show, Yash. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, Yash. So as you know, at, uh, at Reach IV, we are uh, education and careers advisory. So I always open the show by asking, you know, about your early years, preschool. What was your home education like? What kind of family do you come from? How did you grow up? What, what's the family background like? So we basically grew up in Athens in Greece. And uh, it was mixed. My dad has been from Bombay, grown up over here in Mumbai. And uh, my mom's side of the family are from Spain, Madrid. So I've got a little bit of uh, like Greek background, Spanish and uh, Indian mixed together. Okay. And uh, what was the home environment like? Was was everyone sort of, were, were there techies at home? Was there business people? Like what, what was, what, you know, what led to you becoming an entrepreneur in the tech space? Was there any family influence there? So, I mean, both uh, my dad is also an entrepreneur and uh, my, from my mom's side as well, people have family that are entrepreneurs. So I think uh, that was kind of the get to, you know, to like start my own thing was always the plan. But uh, I wanted to make sure. So I was to this whole lockdown. That was actually one of the main things I do on the weekends. And uh, yeah, I've been through multiple uh, different uh, career options, but in tech, all of them tech-related, and gaming has been my favorite. So right. it's been so, a good start. Awesome. Okay, I'll, I'll jump into uh, your career sequentially. So you grew up in this family, some, some sort of business inklings uh, very early on. Um, what were you like as a kid? You know, was, was gaming one of those things you were passionate about since a young age? Did, did it come to you later on in life? Like, when did the gaming fascination pick up? I think I was always inspired to be a gamer. Uh, I was always big on gaming. My favorite games growing up was Pokemon, Age of Empires. Uh, these were all the games that we really liked. And uh, yeah, I think those all uh, has amounted to, you know, eventually the pl- aided in helping matches uh, grow up uh, coming into this platform. Okay, terrific. All right, so lots of games early on. Um, what did you end up studying? What What was your undergraduate degree in and how did you pick your major? Uh, we got a bachelor in business administration, basically. Okay. And uh, tech was basically something alongside that we would work on. 
Okay, so so why did you do a degree in business? What what led to that? I think uh, at that time it was important uh, for me. I always wanted to create my own entity, and I think having that degree, I thought, would be the right way to go. And I think a lot of it did help in uh, the structure initially. So it definitely was a useful degree, but at the same time, getting hands-on experience was probably what uh, you know led to everything happening. Okay, great. So degree in business because you knew at some point you wanted to be an entrepreneur. That's right. Okay. And what followed? What happened after the degree? Did you go work with a tech startup? So first I worked with a social media company for a few months. I got an understanding in digital marketing. Then I worked with an event management company. So I started understanding about uh, how events are curated, everything from uh, the beginning to the execution. And uh, after the event management company is when we tried our hand in esports. And we began with a couple of offline activities, offline tournaments. And uh, yeah, that's basically where we uh, began from prior to the digital platform. Okay, so how many years did you spend working at different startups? About four to five years went in different tech startups that we were working on. Oh, you worked with different tech startups for four or five years, huh? Yeah. We, okay. Some in gaming, some of them were uh, deals app. Then we had a few other platforms that we were looking at. Okay, but so, this is where, where you worked as in like you had a job at different tech no, startups. No, uh, I had, we had started them together with a few friends. Ah, you started a bunch of startups very early on. Yes, and I think that uh, gave me the expertise and confidence to kind of take this forward. Ah, okay. So uh, I have a question here from Akshay in the chat who says, uh, in addition to playing online, do you like playing outside? Are you are you an athletic guy? Do you like playing sports as well? Uh, basketball was one of my favorite sports growing up. I might not look it, but I'm kind of uh, tall. So I think that definitely helped. But, uh, you know, I realized I was also a big gamer. I had to balance it out somewhere. Of, uh, you know, going outside, but also playing online. Okay. So actually, I hope that answered your question. Actually, I hope that answered your question. Yash uh, is an avid basketball player and he does enjoy his outdoor sports in addition to uh, playing games on his mobile and, and desktop. Okay, uh, Yash, I want to understand a little bit about those four or five years of your you know, formative startup experience. Uh, what, what would you say were some of the, the sort of takeaways, the key learnings uh, from that? You know, wh what did you take away from those four or five years that are now helping you with IGL? I think the entire structure, uh, you have to move fast. And uh, in terms of technology, how quickly technology keeps on uh, changing. So it's important to, you know, choose a right platform, choose the right technology stack when creating any tech product. So all of these things gave me the experience and understanding what we have to create. Okay. And any, any incidents, anything comes to mind where you sort of had a, a learning, a realization? Uh, we had a couple of uh, incidents, but uh, I think the main thing was uh, when, you know, how quickly technology changed from, for example, native to hybrid apps to React native apps. So these were one of the main things that uh, we realized uh, with technology that, you know, every company has its own unique identity and we had to choose one that's 
curated towards your company. Okay. Okay. So great takeaway coming up there. Um, lots of technology to choose from. Obviously, find one that uh, fits the bill um, and is tailor made to what you want to do. Coming up here, a question from Nimish Bansal who says, uh, "What to use, Flutter or native?" We have gone with native. We have gone with native. Any any reason why? Any any rationale for that? With native, you are able to work out, uh, you know, on each platform. So for iOS, you can have its own uh, growth on different models, as opposed to uh, having on Android. So I believe with native apps, we've been seeing a better uh, compared to pre previously when we had made a hybrid app, uh, we had seen a better uh, product come out with the native. Okay, thank you so much, Yash, for answering that. Nimish, I hope that answered your question. Yes. Okay. Great. Going to move on. Okay. So early formative uh, experience. Um, then what happened? How did you come up with uh, with this whole concept? You know, how did what what happened? Like, what was the sort of turning point where you said, "Let's move into gaming," and here's what we're going to do? So I think everyone was always fascinated by gaming, but I think uh, a couple of years ago, one of the biggest issues that anyone in gaming would face was the perception. Yes. And our biggest uh, tackle, the biggest problem we had to tackle was how to change this perception. So the biggest way we found that out is by creating a legitimate career. Having them to be able to become pro gamers would help a lot. So, for you. For you, was it a a It was did it sort of almost start off as a personal mission to sort of yeah, change I, the. <clears throat> there was definitely a lot of opportunity. We saw a fragmented market where there was no structure, and we realized why not, you know, create a structure by creating a platform. And I think when we created a platform initially, it was very early. It was pre-demonetization. It was uh, pre the digital era. I think the digital era of India really kicked off after demonetization. Prior to that, uh, I think a lot of people were hesitant to get onto online platforms. Sure. So that's why we would focus more on offline activities at that point. But I think we realized also that offline activities come with a lot of constraints, logistic issues, and uh, you know you're limited to your amount of teams that can play on a device. And that's why I think the digital platform really takes over that issue, where okay. they're able to not have any space constraints or logistical issues and have people all connect from all over. Okay, so of course, digitization absolutely. Uh, one of the benefits coming out of digitization was the technology adaptation we saw with in with the Indian consumer. Um, but you said the the concept came to you saying, okay, I want to legitimize this whole space of gaming. There's a negative connotation attached to it, and let's build something that's going to um, show the world that this is a legitimate career. Because I okay. think the rest of the world had already seen it. In uh, already in Europe, there are a couple of courses where they have esports as a course in a in a college. You know, so I think India is still far behind in that sense. But uh, there were stepping stones that we could make to ensure that we do get to a point where we do have courses being taught of esports in future. Okay, great. All right. Um, and then, what's the first step you took? Right. So once you identify a sector um, as an entrepreneur. Um, you know, since this is not a very well established sector in India, what sort of market research did you do? Did you look at comparable companies in the West? 
um and how did you then adopt that model for india you know what what how does the early sort of blueprint mm-hmm. get formed i think it's just about get going and uh starting that's the main thing you know and the rest of it takes shape as you go on even when we started the platform we weren't sure what feature would work or not work you know it was just uh the, i mean it was just basic tournaments eventually and then we've grown from there to include a lot more other features so those were the few things okay so you're saying just sort of get started and you learn sort yeah. of along the way yeah okay uh i have a question in the chat from krizan4 who says uh, how does igl distinguish itself from other competitors and what is your usp i think we were one of the earliest when we began and i think our usp should be would probably be our tech but uh, we we keep on enhancing it we keep on adding more and more games every month so i think our game base also in terms of the titles for tournaments that we host are the largest and we try to ensure that every month you know we keep on adding more and more games so we have a larger library and we can cater to a larger audience pool okay all right uh krizan i hope that answered your question he said uh first mover advantage or rather early mover advantage and uh, the fact that they keep sort of replenishing their gaming inventory um to sort of stay ahead of the curve okay thank you yash for answering that question um just just to break it down if you just sort of explain to the uninitiated what is igl and you know how how does the business work so sort of very simple explanation so we're a platform where gamers can come and compete on tournaments uh daily tournaments that we host we host close to 15 tournaments on a daily basis across mm-hmm. a ra- wide variety of games and uh players who can earn money if they win as well as rankings where we're able to identify and uh you know they'll get leaderboard points all of these things okay so to be able to host a certain tournament on your platform uh do you need to buy a license from the gaming companies no so we're in touch with all the gaming companies and uh we have all the support uh you know for all the games that we host and uh certain games require certain brand guidelines and certain uh you know things that we have to abide by so as long as those are being followed those protocols everything uh, goes well so the rest we're able to manage and to host and stream on our platform okay so you don't need to actually license uh, from the gaming companies it depends game to game also depends game to game okay so how how does the business work what are the sort of the economics of this business what are some of the sort of expenses and where does the revenue come from just in a very simple way if i do understand the the sort so of pnl currently currently our whole vision is to grow the community as much as we can and then in terms of revenue will come through advertising and sponsorship so, but uh, right now that's not our focus our focus is more on growing the community being able to identify key players and helping players gain recognition yeah so okay advertising so you, and yeah. revenue uh, sponsorship would probably be the largest advertising and sponsorships okay uh for right now where does the prize money come from like how how does the how, you have sponsors for the prize money yes okay so there are multiple sponsors that uh, are there in esports okay okay and and how big are these tournaments so how like what, you know what is the sort of quantum we're looking at like on a you said 15 tournaments a day how many players per tournament are we looking at on a or just as a ballpark So approximately a thousand players minimum are playing daily uh, across these fifteen, 
and some days it goes higher. Uh, on average, you could take that much. And we're looking at increasing that number day by day by, you know, I think pre-pandemic, we were doing around three tournaments a day. Today, we're at 15. And another three months from now, we're looking at touching 20. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, do you do you also do these tournaments sort of across platforms? Like, would, your, would the players on your platform play with the players on another platform? Or are they all sort of constantly within So it depends on platform? the game also. Uh, there are some uh, games like Fortnite where we would consider them to be called as cross-platform, but then uh, other games, most of them are uh, platform are platform-centric. So a mobile game would be only catered towards a mobile user base, and uh, similarly, a PC a game would only be for PC gamers. Ah, okay, all right, makes sense. Going to take this question here from Abel, who says, uh, "Can you share which tournaments are popular: Call of Duty or League of Legends?" I think in India, especially, even though League of Legends International is one of the most popular games and has one of the largest uh, viewership streams, uh, in India, Call of Duty Mobile would probably be bigger. I think that, that would have a larger player base. But uh, currently, the biggest game would probably be Free Fire. Free Fire. Okay. All right, Abel. Um, if you're not already playing Free Fire on IGL Network, guys, uh, make sure you're logging in and signing up to play. Uh, all right, Caesar plays. I'm not sure what your question is. If you could just frame it as a proper question, I'd be happy to take it. Um, Omni, when? When is PUBG getting urban? Un I have no idea. I'm not understanding this question. Omni, when? Unbanned. Okay, when is PUBG getting de-banned, unbanned? I, that's a good question. I don't have a clue about that yet. I don't think anyone, even the PUBG people, are very confused about when that is going to happen. There's been no date yet set so everyone's just waiting for it okay all right omni i hope that answered your question um uh, yes what is you know just if you look at the market and you since you have this bird's eye view of the market is it uh more mobile is it more uh desktop and why like why why is there a certain sort of preference definitely for india it would be mobile and I think uh, one is the accessibility and availability of like a smartphone as compared to a PC. And I think because of uh, you know 4G and all and wider outreach of internet, I think that's been become the number one choice for users. The mobile, all right. The mobile platform. Okay, and uh, from a you know a, a network perspective, did you have to um, sort of redesign any of these games to? Uh, you know, so be mobile friendly, given the amount of features and things you can do on your uh, keyboard, how do you adapt to then the mobile keyboard? W was there a lot of changes you had to make or was it a swift transition? I mean, these are changes that the game developers would have to do. But uh, mm -hmm. I think they have, uh, every major game developer have created a mobile segment of their main popular game title, as they've realized that is going to be one of the key outputs for the future. Okay, so that you're saying the developers know, understand that there's a mobile, largely market. dominated by the mobile market, Correct. and therefore, and they, okay. So, yes. so for, from the network's perspective, from your perspective, you get a sort of ready-made cookie cutter game, and that you host the tournament on your platform. Correct. Okay, so okay, got another question here. Let's take this question from Sabahat Horzuk, who says, "How safe is online gaming?" Okay, um, I'm, pre I'm presuming this question hits you all the time where people say, you know, people are getting addicted to their 
to these yeah. games and you know so so what's what's the what's the take on that i really think that there's a great career path for gamers to make and some people might say online gaming can be addictive but uh, it depends to be honest i usually look for esport platforms where there's no entry fee so that you are able to participate in a wider range of tournaments that should help in, as one major choice and uh, i think overall you look for the esport organizations that have built the longest amount of trust over time and those are the ones that you can look at uh you know continuing to work for over quit okay so in your opinion you think it's a it's a strong career choice and this whole issue of like addiction etc you don't see it as a i think uh going forward there are going to be a lot of regulations and people should have a uh, break time but that goes with any industry even with the mobile phone you know you can be looking at your screen for like 10 hours a day it's sure. with it's not just for gaming it's any field that it can occur in and sure. uh, as long as you're able to find a career path from it why not okay sure yeah we are addicted to our social medias we are addicted yeah. to this instagram screen we are addicted to amazon so why not be addicted to or at least balance out your time between a various mobile pursuits okay great thanks yash for that oh my god so many questions coming your way yash um question here from ig swag yt what are your views on small streamers and small channels they it's a great market and they should keep on going not to give up eventually they can make it big and there's a huge scope especially in the future I've seen a lot of subscribers of YouTube's uh, who had channels five years ago with like barely a few thousand until they're in the millions. Okay, so I I mean like like I guess with every other business you start small and you grow big. Yes, but there's a much larger audience base, so they should not give up and continue to go strong at it. Okay, uh, words of encouragement coming up from Yash there. Keep going and do not give up. I hope that answered your question. um let's take this question from mirkaba does igl hold tournaments for fifa as well uh, as the soccer oriented games anything on fifa soccer we used to have fifa in fact we saw that the demand kind of died down for that so we didn't uh, end up hosting too many of that and uh we just reintroduced pass mobile this month so we're hosting again uh, that should maybe kick start the whole football uh, esports craze okay So, so yes, just so I understand, if if I'm a a gaming company and if I develop the games, um, is there a as if I will give to give it to your network, is there an agreement we'd get into where it's exclusive to your network or confined to maybe two or three networks, or as the gaming company, I can go distribute uh, my game to as many companies as I like? How how does the contract work? I believe it depends on the game and depends on company to company. Uh, a game like Call of Duty would not probably offer exclusivity to a company with one network because they're too big and they don't really need it, you know uh, that many people. But these these platforms do help in terms of creating uh, the community and finding the uh, next gamer who can make it big. Okay, so I I guess like every other industry, it's the muscle power yeah. that the supplier. Yeah, but I think sort of new thing. new games that are launched who are looking to kind of get uh, more promotion. they would probably sign like an exclusivity contract okay i see all right thanks for clarifying that markaba i hope that answered your question let's take this question from carl demello um when do you think esports will become as big as the usa 
Uh, I think in terms of numbers, we'll be able to re- beat them in the next two, three years because we have a much larger u- uh, user base of smartphone users in the U.S. as well. But in terms of PC and console gaming, we're still uh, a couple of years behind. Okay, still a couple of years behind in PC and console. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, uh, I, I would I want to understand, Yash, you know, have you, you said you studied business and uh, you work in like a serious tech domain. Um, do you feel you should have gotten a degree in computer science or programming or anything of that sort? Or you feel like the business degree has equipped you well to be the CEO and sort of strategize the, the growth path of your company, you know? Because a, lo- a lot of people want to get into tech and they want to be entrepreneurs. So just from your perspective, is, is a degree in business better or the degree in, in, in sort of engineering or CS better? So to be honest, in today's time, any degree is, uh, can be attained online, you know, the same course. So whether it's a tech degree or whether it's a business degree, you can get it both online. I think when it comes to tech, one of my favorite subjects in school was design and technology. And that's had a huge influence in my life today. And uh, definitely, I would say that understanding how you can scale your code is equally important. And that's where having a business background would probably help. So a mix of both would uh, be very beneficial. Okay, a blend of engineering and business, you're saying. Okay, all right. Um, also, Yash, what what keeps you busy all day? Like, if you were to describe your day, um, what does it entail? You know, what what sort of fires are you sort of fighting every day? There's a new fire every day that we have to fight. But uh, mostly, it's uh, it starts with going department by department, from tech to operations to you know uh, hiring or content. Sorry, I think your connection is slightly weak, Yash. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can now hear you. Sorry, we missed that part, the last part. Sorry, creepy. what is the question? Which uh, part? I lost you there. We, we, we were talking about your day and sort of which fires you okay. fight every so, day. Basically, uh, we go through department by department. So basically, it starts with the tech in the morning, then uh, goes through the operations, then marketing, then content. So basically, it's just uh, going through the whole uh, structure and making sure that we're doing enough for the next day and we're making sure that everything is scalable. So we've done, we we try to look for performance outputs that are measurable month over month. So basically, we're just working to ensure that, you know, if we're hosting 12 tournaments last month, that this month we have 13 tournaments. So, and the same with our YouTube or with any of our content and streams that we do. Okay, so it's, it sounds like a lot of focus is on metrics and scaling. And developing the tech and ensuring uh, that is also taken care of. So there's a lot. Okay. There's a lot. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Sounds good. A lot of fires to burn, as as every entrepreneur has to. Um, we're going to take this question here from it's Atul Verma, 
Uh, what are your thoughts about COD mobile esports in India? Anything there? I think it's great. It's one of our most popular games on the platform. We host around four tournaments just exclusively on COD mobile, and uh, we think there's a huge potential and scope over there. Okay, Atul, I hope that answered uh, your question. Um, Yash, what's the future looking like? You know, for this the sector overall and for IGL um, as a player. You know, where where is the space going? Uh, the gaming space overall, and uh, where do you fit in, and where do you see yourself sort of in this ecosystem in the next five years? So it's amazing how fast technology is changing, and the future of gaming is extremely bright. I think we've just had a new generation consoles released this year, and with new technologies, I think we're going to have more immersive gaming, especially with mixed reality and augmented reality coming into the picture. Yeah. So gaming is going to get a lot more immersive, and when that happens, it's going to get a lot more bigger, a lot more people uh, coming to the ecosystem, and we want to be able to identify those who are want to take gaming extremely serious to the next level. So that's where we come in as a platform to help, you know, uh, from a casual gamer to a pro gamer, that structure and change we build out. Okay, so you're you're sort of almost identifying uh, this sort of talent and giving them this platform. That's right. Okay, quick question from Carl Demello ninety one. What about games like Ludo for the masses? How is your company going to get them involved? Okay, two questions there. Uh, games like Ludo and. Uh, Anything you're doing for the extreme masses? Uh, Ludo, I think during the quarantine was one of the most popular and downloaded esport games. Uh, I mean, one of the most popular games of the lockdown. And uh, I think there's a lot of debate about whether that is an esports game or not, because there is a lot of luck also involved in it. But uh, one can argue that there is also skill based involved, based on how once the dice have been rolled, that you which position or one you play. So sure. there's a lot of uh, It's definitely been a huge game for the masses. I believe that they had over 500 million downloads. Uh, they're one of the first games to do that, so it's a huge milestone, and it's been developed by India, by an Indian. So that's also great. And uh, I think it's uh, there is definitely scope for people to maybe even take up Ludo professionally, but uh, it's probably still lower down on the list of like you know games people would play or prefer playing where there's skill involved. So games like League of Legends, Valorant, Call of Duty would come a little bit higher above that. Okay, but it's, so it's five hundred thousand downloads. Join is is a lot. Half for a billion. Cardam That's a lot. Wow, yeah. in a country of one point three, you're saying India only, right? No, no, uh, worldwide half a billion. That's worldwide half a billion. One in fourteen people on the world have wow. properly downloaded it. Oh wow, that's that's a that's a serious statistic. Uh, so Carl, there is obviously a lot of traction on Ludo. And I hope you picked up on his point about the the dice and the game of skill aspect that can be played out here. Um, Shivam zero four, will baseball games like MLB nine innings get launched on your platform soon as well? Eventually, we'd like to add as many games, so I don't see why not. Okay, I, uh, guys, I guess the overarching message is um, they're providing a platform and they're open to more games and. Uh, definitely more uh, serious gamers and even casual gamers. Akshay O Seven, um, your favorite game? It's tough. It's between Age of Empires or Pokemon. <laughs> Age of Empires or Pokemon? Okay, great. And Fortnite. And Fortnite. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
um question here from it's atul verma best platform to stream twitch or youtube uh that's debatable <laughs> it depends i think in which country you're streaming in india i think uh youtube is a lot more popular than twitch although i can tell you in america twitch is a lot more popular so it depends on the person's choice okay depends on the person's choice uh ankit official has a compliment for you yash i'm going to read it out saying really love all the tournaments you conduct you've been playing since a year okay thank you great thank thanks thanks ankit keep playing actually i want to uh, on that note uh, yash you want to talk a little bit about um, any upcoming sort of championships uh, tournaments any anything coming up on the platform so on the 15th of march we've actually got our championship cup starting where we've got a two and a half lakh prize pool across five games and uh, that's going to be an exciting uh, one month of non-stop action for that prize pool so we're looking forward towards that okay so the the entire league will run across a, a whole month huh yeah okay guys if if you haven't already registered make sure you go on to igl network and sign up for that 2 and 1/2 lakh rupees of prize money uh coming somebody's way we don't know who's uh guys i also promised yash i would be ending this in 30 minutes i'm and i've taken a little bit more of his time uh yash any any sort of closing words for the for the audience you know uh for people who you know like you are passionate about gaming um are probably shunned by their families and you know sort of well wishers saying hey what are you doing you know you're always on your mobile playing these games uh what's your advice for someone like that uh keep gaming continue gaming uh, people who said gaming will take you nowhere they're going to be extremely wrong about that by the end of the decade and uh, there are a lot of gamers out there who are already living out their dreams and if you are a gamer you should continue to con- live out yours okay guys i'm uh, going to let yash go on that note uh, clearly if you're passionate about gaming well hopefully going to see a unicorn out of igl soon yash um and if you're a gamer then um with companies like his you know there's a serious prize money to be made uh thanks to yash for giving a platform to people who are passionate about gaming but didn't know what to do with that passion uh thanks yash for uh, joining us and thank you for thank sharing you. all your insights thanks a lot for us. having me over here and great talking to you bye thank take you care. take care all right guys that was uh yash pariyani we're going to let him leave uh from the igl network thank you all for tuning in um going to have a very interesting guest next week on house of experts um in fact we're getting uh, someone from the art field who's a sculptor uh, we've never had someone so here you have people designing like sort of uh digital games and next week we're going to get someone who's designing uh, uh you know like using his hands to actually design a physical product so hopefully i will see some of you there it's next tuesday same time uh, we'll be starting at 8 pm actually and thank you all for joining this was super informative and i learned so much about gaming and uh, really makes me happy to see people pursue their passions and make uh, careers out of them so good luck to everyone and let's stay tuned to yash's journey and see what comes out of this all right thank you guys signing off now
welcome to episode 37 of House of Experts. Have with us today a bundle of intelligence, bundle of stories, a bundle of success. Waiting for you to share with us all your stories, Anand. Um, guys, as I was saying before, I had a chance to have a quick chat with Anand before, and um, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. But you guys are in for uh, some serious learning today, and. uh some serious inspiration so without much ado let me go ahead and introduce to everyone anand jain who is the co-founder of clever tap he's uh, also of that um you know uh, there's no perfect way there right i think the, the many failures i've had have only forced me to persevere right and 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 the failures haven't stopped right the key is to really find what you what your true calling is and and keep looking until you find it and and then the rest is uh is 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 going to be great okay rahul happy that you found what you needed and uh, thank you for the show guys so i's going to let rahul uh, log off thanks rahul you can just sort of click on end and um thank you exit away all right Guys, that was Rahul Anand from Hopscotch. In, if you aren't already following Hopscotch, do follow Hopscotch and Rahul on Instagram. Um, thank you all for being part of the show. We came to an end of episode thirty-six. Uh, we're going to start twenty twenty-one with a bang. We already have a superb lineup of speakers uh, from very different industries already for you. So, if you have an industrial speaker that you would like us to feature, please let us know. um else i hope the years started on a great note for everyone and we're excited to be back with a lot more content learning and knowledge here from reachiv.com uh this is vibha kagzi signing off and thank you for joining the show today have a great one